Hey, what's up, everybody? Have I told you about Anchor yet? If I haven't, it's where this podcast that you're about to listen to was recorded. Now, Anchor is re- really the easiest way to make a podcast because they have recording and editing tools right on the app for you. They help you out with distributing out your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just about any platform you can think about. And guess what? They even help you out with making a little bit of money on the side with your podcast. And if you're really interested in it, Go check out the anchor.fm site, or you can even download the app right off of your App Store or Google Play Store. Go check them out. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back onto the West Coast Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Frias Guzman. And I'm recording this on a Tuesday morning. Uh, it's February 15th, the day after uh, Valentine's Day. I was actually going to be recording a podcast for yesterday, but uh, with it being Valentine's Day and everything, I had a couple things planned. So unfortunately, uh, didn't get that didn't get that episode up. But I'm uh, wanting to wanted to make sure to get get go, get back going into uh, some sort of consistency, guys. I know I've been saying that quite a bit, but I do want to make sure that I'm putting out an effort. Uh, to go ahead and and record at least the two to three times a week here for you guys and making sure that I'm bringing up different topics and or at least giving you guys some sort of an update on all the teams um, in in every episode. I am looking as well to go ahead and maybe bring in on some other people to the team as well. Um, So if anyone who knows somebody who's maybe who's maybe thinking about starting their own podcast, who is a fan of sports, um, well, I'll be talking more about that later on as well. But if you have anyone who's interested, definitely have them get at me. Or even if you're just a fan of the podcast and want to talk or bring up topics or whatever the case is, or if you have any questions, you already know where to hit me up. You can hit me up on Twitter and on Instagram. Both of them are going to be West Coast Pod 702. Plus, you can hit me up on my email account. It's going to be West Coast Sports Podcast at gmail.com. So anyways, guys. Just to get right into the podcast here, I hope everybody's been doing great, and I do want to just mention that I thank everybody for for listening to the podcast, and if you're continuing to listen to the podcast after this, definitely I want to appreciate my appreciations, and if you know anybody, please definitely go ahead and just let them know about the podcast, and hopefully they like it as well, and then you guys have more stuff to go and talk about, whether if you're at work, or when you meet up with your friends, or whatever the case is, but definitely just want to show my appreciation there for, for all of you. So just to get right into the podcast here, guys, um, you know, a little bit uh, off topic from the teams that I cover. But for those of you guys who know, Sunday on Sunday, there was a Super Bowl champ. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams. Me being from L.A., it was nice to go in and see another L.A. team win it, even though it was my Raiders or anything like that. Even though we're formerly from Los Angeles as well when it comes down to the Raiders. But the Rams, very happy for them. They played. It was an absolute great game. I spent it with my family, went over to my dad's and my mom's house, um, had had a great time. I know my, my Theo Fernie, I know a few of my cousins, Rudy, uh, Ruben, I know a few of them, and I know I have a few other Ram fans as well, probably maybe listens to maybe listens to this because you're Dodger fans or Laker fans, but maybe not a Raider fan. But anyways, any of you who are listening to this and Ram fans, definitely congratulations to you guys. But we'll get off top. We'll get off of all that. I just wanted to go and send my appreciations out there. Just a couple quick um, notes for those of you guys who are Raider fans. Sounds like we're getting a new offensive coordinator. And for those of you guys who have been hearing, oh, the Raiders are becoming the Patriots West or whatever the case is, this is why. Our general manager, guys, 
Dave Ziegler or Ziegler, whatever his name is, uh, is formerly of the Patriots. Our new head coach, Josh McDaniels, he's formerly an offensive coordinator of the of the Patriots. I believe our assistant, I believe he's the assistant offensive coordinator or something like that, or the or he is the offensive coordinator. Mike Lombardi, uh, he is formerly the wide receiver coach of the of the Patriots as well. I believe we have another, I believe like half of our coaching staff is formerly of the Patriots. I've been happy with a lot of the um, the signings when it comes down to the coaching staff. I was a little, I was kind of already thinking that our whole coaching staff was going to be different because that's typically what happens when you get a new head coach. Uh, they kind of want to bring in their own guys and everything. They really don't keep the former, the, the former uh, coaches on there. But, hey, it's been a, it's definitely been an interesting thing to go in and see all these new, all these new faces, all these new names that are going to be part of the Raiders. But for those of you guys who know and followed history of former Patriot coaches who expand outside of the Patriots or New England, they don't tend to have the best luck. You know, they don't have the, they don't have the best outcomes when it comes down to it. Um, Josh McDaniels is actually one of them. He did actually get pretty far when he had Tim Tebow and everything and all that. But I mean, when when he was with the with with the Denver Broncos, but it never really turned out to be all that great at the end. A lot of other coaches, Brian Flores with the Miami Dolphins. There's all kinds of other examples out there, but those are just some of the more recent ones, if you would. Now. I'm one of the kind of people that I'm really not going to go ahead and stick to history. The past is the past. And maybe people have been able to go ahead and, you know, change from make them make some changes, you know, to go ahead and, and get away from that, you know, to make sure that they follow their own paths and not really necessarily continue to do what maybe was successful for the Patriots, but would not be successful for another team, which I think, which I have heard from other coaches or other you know other reports and stuff like that. That that's one of the that's one of the big faults that a lot of a lot of coaches that leave New England is what they tend to do. They try to do exactly everything that New England does over there with another team, which that's not always going to plan out. It's not not always going to work out the way that it works out for one other team. Just because it works for one team doesn't mean it's going to work for another. Even though in a lot of sports, basketball, baseball, football, no matter what it is. It's a lot of cookie cutter kind of things. If a lot of teams tend to think, oh, if that worked out and they won a championship for with them, well, maybe we can work. We can maybe we can win a championship if we just try to do what they did, or get the same players or whatever the same type of players or whatever. But it doesn't necessarily always work out that way, guys. But hey, who are we to go ahead and judge what these GMs and everything do? But anyways. But here, guys, uh, just wanted to bring you guys an update when it came down to all that. Um, Raiders are still in the middle of a bunch of offseason stuff, getting their coaching staff together. There really hasn't been much of a uh, of any kind of serious talk about who they're going to be bringing in as free agents, even though uh, Devontae Adams has been probably one of the biggest names out there. They've been talking about what, the, what are they going to do with Derek Carr, if he's going to get an extension or what that extension is going to look like, if he's going to get a pay cut to bring other players like Devontae Adams and so on and so forth. But hey, it's a lot of stuff that can happen. A lot of waiting. We're going to have to wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and we'll have to just see what happens there. Uh, for those of you guys, uh, just to kind of get off topic of the Raiders here and move on to the Dodgers here, guys. 
there's hasn't really been a whole lot of news just because uh, there's still all these talks about their C CBA. Um, there's no talks about the about the offseason players getting signed. Uh, the only players that can be signed are players that are currently on the active roster for for that team or that just expired or that their contracts just expired. And a lot of the um, a lot of the players have been kind of staying with the teams just because that's a more secure way to kind of guarantee you guarantee some money for you. A lot of them have been signing one year contracts, you know, just because of the whole issue when it comes down to the lockout or to, um, you know, with the players. But we'll have to see exactly what happens um, when it comes down to all that. I'll keep you guys posted once I hear more stuff. But as of right now, everything's been really quiet when it comes down to the negotiations between the MLB and the Players Association. Uh, but once I hear more, I'll keep you guys updated. So, guys, we'll talk about the main topic here when it comes down to the podcast for today. It's all about the Lakers. Now, when, I, when I'm talking about the Lakers here today, I'm going to be covering a couple of different things. So the couple of different areas that I'm going to be covering or talking about are one, the game on Saturday with the Warriors. Unfortunately, they lost 117 to 115. We'll talk really quick about all that. It was a really great game. I had I had a blast watching it. I was one of my first games this season that I was really at the edge of my seat. I was really, really paying attention to it because, hey, the Lakers actually looked good. They were playing good. Even though Braun and AD had one of their eh kind of games, they were both, I think, I think they were both shooting like in their 30s, in the 30 percentage, which, I mean, it happens. Everybody has bad games every once in a while, even stars. Every once in a while, they'll have a bad game. But it was really nice seeing players like Austin Reeves, which I'll talk more about later on. He had a really great game. Uh, you have Taylor Horton Tucker, which I'll talk as well, a little bit more about him. He had a really great game. Uh, overall, Russ was not really messing things up. It, but I mean, you kind of notice though that it was it's kind of turning more into the LeBron and AD show. Russ is kind of getting less and less involved with the game. And unfortunately, that's just maybe what's going to have to happen, especially depending on who they're playing or what the, or what's going on or how he's playing. Um, and it is kind of it is what it is when it comes down to it. Well, talk a little bit about Russ and maybe his experience so far going with the Lakers and as well maybe how the whole tread de deadline thing happened and all that and all, all that stuff we'll talk about as well here but the game overall guys if you guys watched it if you guys haven't watched it definitely go check it out it was definitely one of my favorite games of this year with the Lakers it's just unfortunate that we ended up losing by two we came into that fourth quarter I believe it was like what six minutes left or something like that with a seven point lead Next thing you know, that thing goes right away so quick. Um, Clay Thompson had a freaking game. He ended up scoring 30 points. I believe it was like 33 points in the game. 16 in the fourth quarter to close it out. He he. I mean, it was nice to see Clay have a game like that. You know, kind of vintage Clay. But I just kind of sucks that it was against the Lakers, though. Honestly. <laughs> um. But I mean, it was it was absolutely a great game. If you guys watched it, definitely go check it out. Or if you haven't watched it, definitely go check it out. Or if you did watch it, maybe check out the replay. Maybe there's some stuff that you might not that you might have missed. Austin Reeves had a really great games. He had a, a really great plays in that game. He ended up having some really nice dump off passes. He had some nice um, assists when it came down to it. He had a, he had a couple of really nice um, attacks uh, attacks uh, to the basket. He even had made a couple clutch shots. He did a little bit of everything, honestly, in that game. And you can even argue that he was maybe one of the one of the best players, especially on the Lakers side, on that court that night. 
Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, you could probably talk about like that as well when it comes down to that. Uh, Malik Monk has been showing that he gets well. It's just being more consistent, and he can actually be consistent scoring like anywhere between 15 to 25 points a game. That's pretty damn special, to be honest with you guys. Uh, once we get Melo back and a couple of these other guys, and hopefully we get Kendrick Nunn back and he can be healthy, it's kind of trending in a better way. After that game, you kind of feel better, but you're hoping that with these days off that they've had, because the Lakers have had now three days off since that Saturday night game, and tomorrow they're they're playing against Utah at home. You're we hoping with those days off, and there's been reports that they had back-to-back practices um, on uh, Sunday, what was it, Sunday, Monday, taking today, Tuesday off. Um, or I believe maybe it's the other way around. I don't know. But either way, they had back-to-back practices from what they were been reporting. So it would be definitely nice to go in and see that they come into tomorrow's game Wednesday against Utah and actually come in and really, like, you know, kind of with the – they hit the ground running, so to say, and they kind of build off of that, you know, and they continue to play better. They continue to look like a team that can maybe compete for the championship again, you know, rather than – all these, all these reporters, ESPN, and everything kind of already counting them out when it comes down to it. And I'll be honest with you guys, I'm not one of those people, but it's looking bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. It's looking pretty bad, but we'll have to see what happens. Um, there's been a lot of talks about the buyout market. We'll talk a little bit about that as well here. But um, now we'll get off of the game here. And I did want to mention a couple players Austin Reeves and Taylor Horton Tucker. So, Taylor Horton Tucker has been having a little bit of a up and down season when it comes down to it this year. Uh, some people were thinking that this was going to be maybe his year that he was going to make a big leap and kind of show the league what he can do um, and what he's what he can do moving forward and you know what the future is all about when it comes down to him. Excuse me, and it really hasn't panned out that way. It really hasn't gone that way this season. He's been able to show bits and pieces of, of, of his greatness and and his uh, definitely his his potential that he has in, in for the league, you know. But uh, there's been some times where he's not looking like the THT that we know or the THT that we think that we know that he can be. But uh, as of late in the past couple games, and it's looking like maybe that can trend towards that way, towards the way that we kind of expected him in the beginning of the season. And it kind of makes sense because he had a, an injury earlier in the season. So he had to kind of, you know, go back. He had to, you know, go, he went two steps back to go forward, you know, in order to go one step forward at this point. So now that he's kind of building back towards that way, like he's looking like he kind of is, is getting his feet under him. He's getting his things together. You know, he's looking better. You know, he's finally getting that, you know, he's finally driving to the basket a little bit easier. He's able to get that uh, backhand layup that he really likes, that he's been known for. His shooting's getting a little bit better. He's even, he's not really sticking to that uh, the three-point game too much anymore. He's um, actually kind of working the post and doing that mid-range game, kind of like a, kind of like a James Harden, like a, like a LeBron James, if you would, which would definitely be work, which would definitely work out for him. Because if he does get that three-point game going with that, with that midi that he has and with that attack in the basket, he can truly become a three-level scorer, and that'll be big. That'll be really big. You know, you talk about, the, you know, reporters, commentaries, they talk about that all the time, being a three-level scorer, being able to attack the basket, get get to the mid-range, and as well make a three-pointer with uh, with some consistency. So it's uh, if they could do that, or if he could do that, that'll be big. Now, talk about big and talk about someone who was a big-time surprise, Austin Reeves. If you guys follow me on Twitter, you guys saw my t- my post 
and they're putting Austin Reeves. That's a bad white boy. And I got to say, that is true. It's the same way that I felt about Alex Caruso. I know for those of you guys who are Laker fans, that probably stings a little. But uh, to hear that name, AC, you know, but um, when it comes down to Austin Reeves, man, this guy's this guy's good. I like him a lot. For this guy to be an undrafted free agent from Oklahoma, the you know, played in Oklahoma, this guy is absolutely amazing. You know, he's that perfect kind of... Them, that middle piece, the guy who can be that secondary ball handler that you give the ball up to if, if the driving lane is not there or if your shot's not there, you pass it off to him. Maybe he can do a little bit of something or he's that bridge between the initiator to him then over to the finisher. But the great thing about the guy is that he can be a finisher as well. He just really needs to have that confidence. But it's looking like he's building that confidence and then he's he's kind of has it from these past couple games. You know, he's been looking like it. Because all we all we were getting throughout the season until this point has been bits and bits and pieces or like little spurts of his greatness. But you're starting to see it. You're starting to see that he this guy really knows how to play basketball, and that he knows he even has a little bit of athleticism. He's able. To, he's even able to dunk it every once in a while and surprise a couple people. You know, so it's definitely nice to go and see what this guy could do. You know, I mean, uh, overall, I mean, it's it's kind of what you expect from a guy who's an undrafted free agent playing on the Lakers, you know, from Oklahoma, you know, this and that. You know, the dude's going to do whatever whatever it takes in order to be on the team. But you appreciate that from somebody, you know, somebody who's who's seizing his opportunity, somebody who, who knows the opportunity that he has in front of him, and he's just taking a full advantage of it. I mean, look at the dude who's playing alongside LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, some of the some of these greats, you know, and he's getting big minutes, guys. He's getting 20 plus minutes sometimes in a game. That's incredible. But, you know, it, when it comes down to it, <laughs> it's, it's really simple what he's doing. He's just playing hard. He's just playing smart. You know, he's just playing basketball. That's all he's doing. You know, he's not trying to do too much. He's not trying to do too almost. You can almost argue you want him to do more. Like, you want him to be more aggressive. You want him to play with some confidence. You know, you can argue with that, even if you would. So you kind of see that he has that capability of being able to be a big piece down the stretch for the Lakers. And I'm hoping and I'm rooting for him because it's big always to see a guy who's an undrafted free agent or an undrafted guy and comes up big for a team to to win a championship, you know, to, to go in and contribute that way. But, uh, you know, we'll get off of that. I definitely just wanted to mention him. I believe Malik Monk and him are actually like high school teammates or something like that back in Arkansas. So it's uh, definitely cool just to have the guy there. If you want to learn more about him, definitely go check him out. His name is Austin Reeves, guys. Um, but um, for those of you guys who are Laker fans, probably not already know who I'm talking about. The dude, they even call him like uh, the Hill, Hillbilly Kobe or something like that. <laughs> so, I mean, the dude has a really cool nickname if you ask me. But uh, definitely wanted to go and just bring him up here. And I'll be finishing off the uh the podcast here with a couple of trade deadline stuff and just kind of like my predictions and just kind of what to look out for moving forward here guys so all the trade deadline stuff that happened it was pretty rough if you ask me especially if you're a person like russell rustbrook this dude was in mentions all day and night when he came down to his um you know when it came down to him being involved in trade rumors and it kind of i gotta imagine that it has to suck has to be really bad even though even though yeah you can say like oh the dude is a millionaire he or he has all this money and this and that like, yeah but everybody starts feelings bro like everybody starts feelings 
like you have to like imagine especially like me like i can only imagine for myself i'm from la i'm a laker fan if i had the opportunity as as a youngster or even at any any age to be part of the lakers even if it wasn't playing i would seize that opportunity but if they would if if I was doing bad or whatever the case was, and or at least I was trying to put my effort in, according to him, like he's he's trying, but there's a big difference between trying and putting that into, you know, constructive stuff. You know, if you're trying, put it into something good, not necessarily continue to go and do bad, or at least take a step back to realize that you're doing something bad. So I mean, you can argue both. I mean, I'm kind of arguing with myself over here, <laughs> but you can argue both ways. You can argue the Lakers side, like hey. Yeah, we brought you in and we thought that we were going to get something different, you know, because you're from L.A., because you wanted to go in and try and maybe because you're from L.A., you can actually take that step back and realize when you're doing harm, you know, and, and all that. But it doesn't necessarily happen like that. I mean, you cannot change a guy from how he plays basketball all his life, you know, just because now he's on his team that he grew up cheering for. Like, that doesn't make sense. But at least that's what I've heard from other other reporters. But, um, you know, all these trade, all these trade rumors and everything, though, at least now they're over. But I really don't think it's going to be over in the offseason. You know, I really do think that there's going to be some stuff that's going to happen, whether if it is the rust being moved or, you know, some of these other players, maybe they make some room for. But I really do think that's actually going to happen beforehand because of the buyer, the buyout market. I can picture some of the end of the bench guys being uh, waived or even uh, put up on waivers for the buyout market as well. And just so then that way the Lakers can uh, can acquire a couple people. I believe Gordon uh, Dragic has been one of the main guys from Toronto who's been uh, mentioned that he can be potentially bought out and the Lakers would be one of the front runners or one of the guys definitely interested in him. And that would be great because I do think that they need another ball handler, but someone who can actually make a three-pointer, you know, when it comes down to it. You know, because I don't think that Russ is going to be the best person to to be out there when it comes down to it um, in certain situations. You know, he has a certain I believe there is a lineup out there with the Lakers currently. Maybe if you, even if you bring in one or two other guys, you know, different pieces, maybe that'll be the more more ideal lineup for, for Russ. Maybe like a more run and gun kind of uh, kind of a team. People, guys who can actually keep up with him and run with him. You know, similar to like, you know, guys like Austin Reeves or Malik Monk or Stanley Johnson, guys who are younger, who have younger legs, who can run with him. And, um, you know, it would definitely be interesting to see who they can who they can bring along. Uh, Dragic would be more of a guy who could definitely play alongside with like LeBron. He's a little bit slower paced. He likes to work in that half court um, in that half court setting. So it'd definitely be nice to go in and see what Dragic would look like with the Lakers. He's actually a guy that I liked a lot when he was playing with Miami, and I always wanted him to kind of come along with the Lakers at one point. But maybe now it might be the, maybe now it'll be the perfect timing for all that. But uh, that is just about what I have to mention. The last things here, guys. Um, a lot of talk about the Lakers when it comes down to Robert Rob Palinka and the Lakers and and. LeBron James, Anthony Davis talking about how they were maybe not on the same page when it came down to all this trade stuff, all this trade deadline stuff. At first, it sounded like Rob Palinka mentioned that he had a full, uh, full go ahead from LeBron and AD to, to trade Russ, to trade whoever, to just trade, to just get something done. And I mean, even 
some I don't know. People like to make a big deal out of nothing sometimes. I feel like, you know, because some of these some of these reports kind of make it seem like, oh, that there's something going on in the Lakers front office, or there's there's some issues going on with LeBron and Rob Palinka not not seeing eye to eye. And maybe that might be true. Who knows? But you really don't know. Like there's so many different so many different things that can happen. So for any of you guys who maybe have heard any any of those things and maybe are worried that maybe things might go bad in this offseason, hey, it's the Lakers. And for the past couple years, we've had different rosters every season. So, I mean, even from the year that we won the championship, that was definitely different from what we had the year after that when we had Dennis Schroeder, Montrezl Harrell. Then the year after that, the year after that, which we are in this year, where we now have Russ and... You know, now it's THT, Austin Reeves. Even though we brought some of the guys back from that championship year, you know, it's still a different, a whole different squad. You know, we got Melo, Ariza, you know, it's it's uh, Malik Monk. You know, we got totally different guys when it comes down to it. Um, and even the roster is different. Well, we got um, AD and Braun playing the majority of the center position. You know, it's definitely different when it comes down to it. But um, it is it is going to be exciting to go and see what this uh, what, what the Lakers do in the offseason. But, hey, there's still a whole lot of basketball to be talking about the offseason until then. You know, hopefully the Lakers can go in and get some things going going in the right direction. And it kind of does look like that way. But, hey, we'll have to see what happens. You know, we'll talk um, we'll talk more about the about the Lakers after that Wednesday's game against the, the Jazz. They're a team that, that tends to give the Lakers some bad bad times especially during the the regular season because they're a really systematic team they they have a system and they kind of stick to it and the lakers have some bad times when it comes down to all that during especially in this past season or in this season uh so we'll have to see what happens we'll have to see what the lakers look like after this game but we'll talk about it more then we'll do a little post game and we'll continue to go ahead and talk about the raiders you know in the offseason and the late and the dodgers as well but um, some things are going to be coming up. Some things are going to be changing with the podcast, guys. So definitely stay tuned. Keep an eye on my uh, social media accounts. And if, again, if you guys have any questions, get back at me. All right. Until then, go. Until then, guys, stay safe. Take care of yourselves. Be with your loved ones. And peace.